Welcome and thank you so very much for joining us on today's segment of Making a Difference Through Mentorship, where we believe you make a difference one life at a time. In last week's podcast, we talked about how time is a gift from God, and God has allotted each of us a measure of time in which to live and accomplish his purposes for our lives. In the Passion Translation of John 10 and 10, Jesus says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. An overflowing abundant life embedded in time is possible because we have been created as spiritual, eternal beings made in the image and likeness of God having a human experience. Understanding our time in the earth as spiritual beings having a human experience, the Greek language in which the New Testament is written uses two primary words for time, chronos and kairos. Chronos represents a chronological time that is calculated in seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, centuries, and millennia. Kairos represents a God-appointed time when something is to occur. Kairos generally denotes God's divine intervention in your life to accelerate or bring to pass an occurrence or event on your behalf. A Kairos moment is a time that is unplanned, unexpected, and unscheduled in our chronos when God decides to bless or favor you. In other words, Kairos is the time when God decides that he's going to do you a favor by granting you his favor. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 reminds us there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Since time can never be retrieved or reversed, it's critical that we live our best lives now or have the time of our lives, making the most of every opportunity the Lord provides by the gift of time. The main principle or precept that I want to give you in today's podcast is living the life that I love and loving the life that I live. Let me say that one more time. Living the life that I love and loving the life that I live. I borrowed this mindset from my wife, Deidre, many years ago. And with this confession and principle as as an entrepreneur or business person, she created a vision board. A vision board is not anything that is new. It's been around for many years. It's usually a collage of images that represents goals and dreams. It can include cut out pictures from magazines and words that help inspire a person to pursue their dreams and aspirations. A vision board is simply a practical visual tool that helps a person to dream. So God says to us in Proverbs 29 and 18, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. The word law parallels vision. In other words, the vision would be a blessing to you if you keep it, hold on to it, and believe in it. God says in Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11, As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, so shall my word be that that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. The word void simply means empty. When God says that his word will not return to him void, we can know that he has an intention for the word that he has spoken. The truth of God's word will not return void or empty as our hearts are transformed by the renewing of our minds to the mind of Christ, where we take God at his word. In the Passion Translation of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, 
The Bible says God has transmitted his very substance, his nature, his character into every scripture, for it is God breathed. It will empower you by its instructions and corrections, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Verse 17, then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. To be fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment that God gives to us does not mean that we are without our flaws. The Bible reminds us all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when we allow God's word to rule, govern, guide, and direct us, it is as Paul declared, it's no longer I that lives, but it's the Christ that lives in me. Therefore, I am, we must be crucified with Christ. And Paul goes on to say, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but it's the Christ that lives in me, who loved me and gave himself for me. As flawed, as imperfect as I once lived, it was the unforced rhythms of God's grace that saved me and put me on the path to having the time of my life. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30, in the Message Bible, Jesus asked a crowd of Jewish believers three questions. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This is having the time of your life by accepting the invitation of Jesus here. To be tired, worn out, and burned out on religion is something that most of us can relate to. Activity does not always equate to effective ministry. So Jesus asks, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. David came into a season of his life where he was tired and worn out. And therefore, in Psalm 61, David says, from the end of the earth will I cry or call out to thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The heart is synonymous with the mind. So therefore, what David was saying, when my heart, when what I'm thinking overwhelms me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, beyond myself, beyond what I know. David goes on to say about God, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy, where sometimes my enemy is in me, the way that we think or the way that we, the way that we feel. The enemy that is in me is contrary to God's will for us to live the time of our lives, the God kind of life. There are some things occurring in people's homes and marriages, occurring with their children, co-workers, people that they know that are simply exhausting and the Lord knows it. So the question then becomes, do you know what or who is exhausting you? So Jesus simply says, come to me, get away with me. You'll recover your life. The word come means to move closer to the requester, move closer to me in relationship, not religion. Jesus says, get away with me and I'll show you how to recover your life. To recover is to return to a normal state of health, mind, and strength. Then Jesus says, I'll show you how to take a real rest, a rest that refreshes our spirit, soul, and body. 
To recover your life, to rest in the Lord is also the plan and image of salvation. We understand that salvation is to be restored to a right relationship with God by accepting Christ as our Lord. Romans 10 and 10, whoever confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The term salvation also means rescue or escape. When we come to the Lord, he desires to rescue us and to enable us to escape from the trappings of this world, to escape from the toxicity and the negativity of this world's everyday uh, gravity of negativity. Jesus' uses of the word rest in Matthew 11 is the same word that Paul used in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 as Paul spoke about the power of Christ resting upon him, enabling him to escape the world in which he lived, the, the tribulations and the hardships. The word rest means to tabernacle or pitch a tent. Rest further means to abide, to remain, to dwell, to cover. John the Apostle in Revelation 21 and 3 declares, And I heard. There are sometimes you will have to hear from God for yourself. Don't pick up the telephone. Now, our prayer partners and our accountability partners, they are great. They're wonderful for helping us. But sometimes you will have to hear from God for yourself. Seven times in the New Testament, the Bible says, he that has an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Living the time of your life means that you have been chosen, selected and elected, sanctified, set aside to be used for God's glory. And you have to hear for God, hear from God for yourself. The time of your life, the God kind of life is further seen in Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is a light guiding us in this dark, dismal world. The world may be dark, but you and I don't have to live in the dark. Jesus declares in John 8 and 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You and I never have to walk in the darkness of this world because as we follow the Lord. The time of our lives is lived in the light of his life. You can be in a 5,000 seat auditorium and all of a sudden the lights go out and everybody is in the dark. But all you need is one small match. These days, all you need is one iPhone with a flashlight to establish a path that guides everybody out of the dark. We used to sing a song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. The light that shines is the life of Jesus Christ and the unforced rhythms of grace. As we accept Jesus' invitation to come, move closer to him, the unforced rhythms of grace that are free-flowing, deliberately designed, unconstrained and free, leads us, guides us, as David stated in Psalm 61, when my heart, when our hearts are overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Every word that God has given us is purposeful and was given for a reason. Like the rain and snow of Isaiah 55, God's words bring forth life. In the voice translation of John 6 and 63, Jesus declares, the spirit brings life. The flesh has nothing to offer. The words I have been teaching you, they are spirit and they are life. Through his word, we know that God, we discover that God loves us and that Jesus died to free us from sin and death, empowering us to live the time of our lives by the truth of his word. On another occasion in John 8 and 32, Jesus says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This is how we live the time of our lives, by living in the truth of Jesus Christ. 
because the Lord has set us free from the stress, struggle, and strain of everyday life. Negative people, negative thoughts and experiences that we all have that attempt to put us back in the chains of being bound by stress, struggle, or strain. Learning to live the time of our lives is to know that Jesus has made us free to live this God kind of life. In last week's podcast, we discussed that time is a gift from God, and he has allotted each of us a measure of time in which to live and accomplish his purposes. Remember, as we discussed earlier, that there are two primary words that the New Testament uses for time, chronos and kairos. Chronos represents a chronological time that is calculated seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, and century. Kairos represents a God-appointed time when something is to occur, when God steps in on your behalf. So Psalm 102 and 13 declares, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. This is a Kairos moment. A Kairos moment is an unplanned, unexpected, and unscheduled event orchestrated by God in our chronos when God decides to bless or favor you. The time of your life will include both chronos and kairos, which further means living the life that you love and loving the life that you live because you're living your life as governed by the word of God. The word vision in Proverbs 29 and 18 that we mentioned at the beginning of today's podcast carries the meaning of divine revelation, a message from God, or that which is seen in the imagery of the vision provided by the inspiration of God's spirit. Some have used Proverbs 29 and 18 to emphasize the importance of vision and leadership. In other words, without a long-term plan, without a vision, people are unfortunately and tragically wandering aimlessly. Of course, it is true that having an idea of where one is headed helps to get there. Other translations of the Bible help clarify the point of Proverbs 29 and 18. The New International Version puts it this way, where there is no revelation, people cast off constraint keeps people from doing something. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions. Wisdom's instructions is God's knowledge applied where life is multiplied, where God says to Joshua, take this book of the law and meditate on it day and night, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The path to good success, the time of your life, is by meditating imagining, thinking on the word of God. The word vision in Proverbs 29 and 18 refers to divine revelation, communication, as in a dream, revelation, or prophecy. The language of the spirit is dreams, visions, and prophecies. Revelation. The same Hebrew word used in Proverbs 29 and 18 is found in 1 Samuel 3 and 1, where the Bible says, now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. There was no frequent or widely spread vision. And then God says in Joel 2 and 28, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Again, both in 1 Samuel 3 and 1 and Joel 2 and 28. This term vision means divine revelation. It is important to note that there are a lot of things that are revealed to us by God's spirit. And it is important that we recognize that revelation trumps education every day of the week. 
The news media reveals current events in our communities across our country. The banking industry reveals to us the current trends in the stock market. But vision for the time of your life, divine revelation comes only from God. In order to live life according to God's will to have the time of our lives, we first have to know how he has called us to live. In order to know that we cannot rely on our own thinking, we have to learn to think like God thinks. So God says in Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. It's not that we don't ever think like God thinks. It's not that our ways aren't ever like God's ways. But when we learn to practice and be determined to think more like God thinks, then our thoughts are more like God's thoughts and our ways are more like God's ways. When we are inundated with uh, the world's problems and issues, where we're still dealing with uh, people that are rude, disrespectful, where people... uh, tear you down and drag your name through the mud. No, our thoughts have got to be more like God's thoughts because God has told us we got to love even our enemies. So God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, but our thoughts can be more like God's thoughts as we learn to practice what his word is saying to us. In order to have the time of our lives, we have to think like God thinks about our lives. So David says in Psalm 139, because he got a revelation of life, of the time of his life in the living Bible, beginning at the 15th verse, speaking of God, David says, you were there while I was being formed in utter seclusion in my mother's womb. Verse 16, you saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. Verse 17, how precious it is, Lord, to realize that you are thinking about me constantly. I can't even count how many times a day your thoughts turn towards me. And when I wake up in the morning, you are still thinking about me. Having the time of your life means believing, practicing, living in the truth that you are a designer original. There's nobody like you anywhere in the world. When God made you, he gave you your distinct personality and temperament. God gave you a unique uh, sound to your voice. Your fingerprints are unlike anybody else's in the world because when he made you, he was thinking about you and the purpose for which he would birth you into the earth. As you learn to live the time of your life, writing the vision for your life, you become the solution to somebody's problem and the answer to somebody's prayer as a witness of what God has revealed to you about life for the rest of your life. The Bible says in Revelation, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Living the time of your life includes the balance of life in ministry and declaring your testimony. When you live the time of your life, it includes what Isaiah says in the 40th chapter and the 31st verse. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew your strength. There are times in life where we get tired. But Isaiah says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. They that wait on the Lord. The word wait carries a meaning of those who expect, look for, and hope in him. Being determined to have and live the time of their life because God said he has come that we might have 
abundant life, the God kind of life, the Zoe life. The main principle or precept that I wanted to give you in today's podcast is living the life that I love and loving the life that I live. You've got to be determined. I'm going to live the life that I love and I'm going to love the life that I live because God promised me abundant life. This is all an inspired desire to pursue God-given dreams and aspirations. The time of your life further includes the amplified version of Habakkuk 2 and 2, where the scripture says, write the vision and engrave it plainly on tablets so the one who reads it will be able to run. We number many times what we don't understand is that tomorrow is not promised. Somebody once said that you can be here today and gone tomorrow. No, the reality is you can be here today and gone today. So Psalms 90 and 12 says to us, it's a prayer from Moses where, where he says to God, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. This passage can also be translated, make us know the number of our days, granting us a heart of wisdom. We all know a lot of things, but we don't know the number of our days. If we knew that we had seven days, five days, or one day left to live, what would we do differently? Would we spend more time with our family and friends? Would we treat people differently if we knew the number of our days? As Moses prayed to God for help to gain a heart of wisdom, this literally means to be skillful and practical Mastering the art of living. To master the art of living, numbering our days will require a vision, a dream, a goal, an aspiration from the heartbeat of God. And so we close today's podcast where we began in Proverbs 29 and 18 that declares, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. You can be happy in life. You can experience the joy of the Lord every day of your life. Happy is he, is the one that keepeth the law due to the vision. The word law is synonymous with vision. In other words, the vision that God gives us is an intended blessing to you if you keep it, hold on to it, and believe in it, even if nobody else does. Life, the God kind of life, the time of your life, is intended to be enjoyed and not endured. Many people are alive, but they're simply existing. They're not living a joy-filled, happy, content, satisfied life. The Lord reminds us in the Passion Translation of John 10 and 10, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. There will always be people, pain, pressure, and problems that attempt to steal from you, to kill your dreams and aspirations. But when we lean on and rely on the word of the Lord, I have come, says Jesus, to give you everything in abundance so that you can live life in its fullness until you overflow. Don't worry about the naysayers. Don't worry about the people that don't believe in your vision for your own life, the time of your life. Don't worry about the ups and downs, ins and outs, but just be determined to take God at his word because God says that you can have the time of your life 
live your life in its fullness, living the life that you love and loving the life that you live through Jesus Christ. This is the time of your life.